no one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, welcome into a very special edition of First and Pod. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi. The last episode before the Super Bowl, Chiefs and Eagles, and Pony is coming to us live from the site of the chaos, Arizona. How's it been, man? There's no chaos right now. So this is taping Thursday night, and I think I could use both hands to count the number of people that are still left here. Every time I come back here to do something, um, there's it doesn't fail. There's Mike Felger and Michael Holly from Boston who do an NBC sports show that's like right over – to my left in front of me and then the other two times i was here at night like this the kelsey brothers were doing their podcast on the nfl network set and their mom both times had the jean jacket that was half chiefs and half eagles which that's a pretty big time flex by her pick a side pick a side mama kelsey who's your favorite son pick a side so James Jones from the Packers, uh, we were talking about that. He actually have a, had a great answer on what he would do because he has two boys. He said, I know which one of my sons would take a loss better. Interesting. I, I like know that. who would be able to like get over it and move on from it better than the other. So I, he said, I, he goes, both of my kids are not the same. So I would have a rooting interest in the game. I thought that That's, was cool. that is a great answer. She on the on their podcast, uh, Mama Kelsey said, uh, "I thought her best line when when Jason was trying to get her to rag on Travis for being disappointed that he was a boy because she wanted a girl." She said, "I did want a girl, but I got one. He's a fashionista," which I just thought was great. Like just just razzing her son for being this fashion icon who's so worried about well, everything. That's true. Like. Yeah, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey appear to be two very different people. Best Correct. I can tell. Yeah, but great football players and uh, very very entertaining individuals. So, give me your best. Uh, what's what's the best story? What's what, what what you've been there since Monday or Sunday? What happened? Yeah. What have we what have we done so far? Well, so I saw Carrot Top and he looked terrible. Mm. Carrot top, you get like some of the zaniness. And I saw just like orange dyed hair and a face that looked like it had been like run over almost. <laughs> like someone took some one of those like one of those rollers that you use to like flatten dough. And it's like someone had done that to him repeatedly, and I was just disarmed by how bad he looked. Uh, on the same note, talk, talk about depressing. I saw Jim McMahon in a wheelchair here. Oh. That was a downer, but he had a chaw. He had a softball-sized chew-in with a spittoon, so he was still getting after that. And, like, by like by this time in the week, you see everybody here. You see the Joe Montanas, the Deion Sanders, Emmett Smith, uh, and then, you know, current stars like Jordan Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, T.J. Watt. Yeah. Did I say Jordan? Yeah. I think that's his brother's name. Actually. Yeah, but he's not a star. I smoked pot with his brother once. <laughs> oh, good for you. I probably shouldn't have said that on this podcast. God yeah. damn it. 
you're, you're, you're fine. His brother was a Pittsburgh Power quarterback, which was the Arena League team in Pittsburgh, and he was their quarterback, and he was an awesome guy. Nice. So. Nice. Good for you. That's a good. It's a but good I was story. at a different point in my life, and I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, Justin's brother or Jordan's brother, Justin, is, you know, never really dabbled in that stuff. And, oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Dude, it's I also was reprimanded by Jake Plummer. You know those Bischoff cookies that they give you on like an American Airlines flight? <laughs> yeah. He's like, dude, that's poison, man. Like I had oh. one on my table. He's like, what are you doing eating that? That's how you die. I mean, but he grows mushrooms. Yes, he does. He told me all about that. Yeah, he's a fun interview. He's a he's an interesting he was guy. Wearing a smock when he came over and talked to me. How many how many random guests are you putting on your Pittsburgh show? None. None. So these like, guys I'll, all came on FanDuel. No, like I'll put Jake Plummer on because. The Steelers beat Jake Plummer in the AFC Championship game in 05 to get to the Super Bowl, and I've never talked to him about that before. So I thought that was like I wanted That's to probably. hear his side of that. Yeah. We're like, our, we haven't, you know, you're a Chicago guy, so you get this. Like, Steelers haven't won a playoff game in six years, so there's a lot of nostalgia yeah. this time of year because people would rather talk about the 70s and 05 and 08 than – 2022 yeah no no, and it's a great opportunity to to get some people you've been crushing it i've been seeing some of the stuff from uh from fanduel and uh how was the party how was the fanduel party so we had a nice dinner where we had a little mexican situation but the party is going to be friday night which is a vip with the killers the band which is actually one of my favorite bands and um And I was an idiot. I thought the Gronk kick, this is how dumb I am. So we're at dinner last night, and I'm like, that asshole's not going to make this 25-yard field goal. At the Pitt spring game, they brought me out to kick a field goal, and there was like 5,000 people there, and I was nervous. Not that I'm, you know, on Gronk's level, but like, I'm like the nerves of Thing. Yeah, I had to throw that out there. <laughs> thank you, thank you for explaining and clarifying. I'm like that the nerves of this of celebrity. The thank nerves you. of this are going to get to him. And my boss at FanDuel, or like head of programming, is like, "Wait a minute, you actually think that they're going to like during a timeout have him on the field in the stadium <laughs> kicking a 25 yard field goal?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I've been talking that way on her show like all week." He's like, "No, dude, it's like an Arizona fucking high school." That he's kicking from. They weren't going to trot a guy onto the field of the Super Bowl for a betting promotion <laughs> during the game. Like, am I – I know that sounds now as I say this out loud like I was naive, but you've seen these promos. Did you not think that maybe he was, like, during the Super Bowl going to do this? Like they do the Dr. Pepper thing at halftime? Right, right. I, I guess I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think it was live. I I thought it was like going to be embargoed footage, and they were going to just play it during the Super Bowl. They're going to go to him live on a field. Somewhere? Yeah. So my understanding. I hope I'm not like spilling tea or like going like off. You know, telling telling you secrets that I shouldn't when I say this. But like, I think they're going to have like a voice of God come in, and they're going to like say something that's relevant to like what happened in the game. Like someone there is going to say something like, 
you know, at 17-13 with five minutes to go in the, in the third quarter, like from this site where they're kicking the extra – kicking the – not an extra point, but like kicking this field goal that makes you aware that it's not like he tried – But they could do that in post-production in theory. Yeah. We got, we got, we got, we got, you know, James Cameron can make people breathe underwater. So, so I assume we can have a PA voice come in over this. But you're under the impression that Gronk will be kicking a field goal Sunday during the Super Bowl. Yes. And they will be airing that live as a commercial. Yes. That would surprise me. Now, somebody might hear this and correct me again. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe you to still be wrong. Uh, Spencer, <laughs> see what you can find out uh, from the internet on details on the Gronk promotion. Let's let's get to the real reason that we care about the Super Bowl. The gambling. Yes. So I'm on Kansas City. You're on the Eagles. Yep. We're not aligned there. We can talk about that, and I'm sure we will over the course of this. Let's talk about the style of the fight. I bet the over at 49. It's now all the way up to 51. Do you see this game being high scoring or low scoring? If you had to bet it today, 51 points, would you bet over or under? So it's at 51 now from 50 and a half. Did it move? Do you have that I, right? I, 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 to be honest with you, I, I see both. Okay. See both. So the only reason why I'm asking you like a follow-up question on that is because I've said multiple times this week, like, I could see a final score of 27 to 24, and that gets you over. Now, 28-24 would do this would do that regardless of what you're of talking about. Yeah. 50 and a half at most spots and, right now seems to be juiced minus 115, minus 120. But, so it's 50 and a half, 51. Right. right so 28-24 doesn't seem doesn't seem high scoring to me. No. And that would still get you to over. Like, I'm not a trend better. If anything, I like to almost buck trends. But if you look at the two teams, the odds makers have inflated their totals because of how productive they were in the regular season during the playoffs, and their games have gone under. The Eagles and Chiefs are going under in their playoff games. They, they're going under in their games late in the year. If you look at the Super Bowl, the only Super Bowls in the last five years that would have gone o- over that total would have been Philly and New England, and then San Francisco and Kansas City. By that was exactly fifty-one. That was thirty-one to twenty. So, I think they inflate totals because, especially for the Super Bowl, because no one wants to bet the under and like root for thirteen to three like the Rams and Patriots. But I still don't think they've made it high enough. Like, I, I think they could have set the total at like 52 and a half or 53. And I think they'd still get a lot of a lot of action on the over, to be honest with you. So well, that's interesting because it hasn't moved there. So I don't I don't know if I agree totally with the last point. I do think that the public, you know, always looks to bet the over, but I think that the sharp money would have you know normally puts these numbers where they're where they're supposed to be in the market but my my thought on it is this the chiefs 
have only faced one team this year that has an even comparable rushing attack to Philly, and that's San Francisco, and it was in McCaffrey's first game. The Eagles have really faced no team with a comparable passing attack to Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, right? The Eagles are the number one rushing team in the NFL. Chiefs are the number one passing and scoring team in the NFL. So it's a fairly obvious statement. But, like, when the Eagles faced good offenses slash good quarterbacks, the majority of the time, they got into shootouts. Week one against the Lions, 38-35. Yeah. Hell, the Packers scored 33 on them. Uh, one of the games against Dallas was very high scoring. The other one was, I think, 26-17, but the other one uh, was, you know, 40-34 to whatever it was. So, and then the rest of the games they played, Giants, Commanders, Titans, you know, b- bad quarterbacks, bad offenses, Vikings. They, they, didn't, they didn't play good passing teams. So, I feel like the Chiefs are not really prepared for what they're going to see with the Eagles' running attack, and the Eagles aren't really prepared for what they're going to see with the Chiefs' passing attack. So I think we're going to see a high-scoring game, especially when you factor in Andy Reid, because you might people would say, well, the, the Eagles' defensive line is going to just get after Mahomes. But you got Andy Reid with two weeks to prepare. Like The Chiefs aren't getting shut out in the Super Bowl. I don't think this is a situation like it was against Tampa. Their offensive line isn't that bad. So I I just think both teams are going to have a decent amount of success doing what they want to do offensively. So I, I'm not sure that 27 points is enough to win this game. Uh, I don't think it is either necessarily like I, I have to like keep myself from going to the extreme because my, I've thought, like, as I've tried to break this game down in my head, like, the last few days, I keep coming back to the Eagles winning the game by double digits. But you said something there that I have to, like, caution myself with. And, like, it keeps me from going, like, all in and making, like, an absurd bet on the Eagles to win by more than a touchdown or double digits. Like, the read thing about having all this time does spook me yeah because the numbers back that up that when you give him extra time to prepare he's even better than he is in normal circumstances i mean dude travis kelsey was asked this week how do you always get so open he's like andy reed baby mahomes when he was on with our buddy nick wright was like uh i don't think i should ever be an underdog as long as i have andy reed as my coach and they're not, they're not wrong, man. Like he's, you can say what you will about him. He's not aggressive enough in game or game management stuff. Fine. But in terms of play design and game plan and play calling, he's the best in the NFL. He's number one, the best in the NFL. So I just. I think if I'm them, I'd want to start with the ball. If I won the coin toss, I don't think I'd do what 99% of the time you see, and that's defer. Which is what he does. 
Well, I think I'd want to go up on Philadelphia and put the pressure on them if I could. I, I, I've, I've thought about that too. I don't, I don't know if you would, if you buck that trend, it's just so it's such an advantage to have the extra second half possession and to try to get the two scores in a row to end the second quarter and start the third. But I hear what you're but, saying. But Philadelphia is such a front-running team. Right. If you trust what you've worked on for two weeks and you're the number one offense in the league, and whether they want to say it or not, you might be a little bit concerned about your defense. Why not think, all right, we'll start at our own 25-yard line, and here's what I've got. Here's what we've worked on to take us 75 yards downfield to open with a touchdown and put the pressure right on Philadelphia to start the game. It'd be ballsy. It'd be, it'd be really ballsy. Um, Cause I don't I, like the, I mean, I know that like Mahomes, look what he did against San Francisco, that whole playoff run, you never count him out. He's the great, greatest player. He's the best player in the league, but I'd like to see how Philadelphia responded if they got knocked down in the first round. I agree. Um, so, okay, so the next thing I wanted to ask you, um, what do you make, if anything, from how many different Niners, because I've now seen three, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Robbie Gold, who have all come out and said some version of that they are positive that they would have won the game. And in the case of Ayuk, he's like talking a ton of shit. And saying it would have been double digits and that they are frauds and all like basically what you're saying, they're front runners who beat bad teams. If Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt, do you think that is just sour grapes or is there something to we really just haven't seen the Eagles be challenged basically all year? The biggest challenge they got was the Cowboys game. Well, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's all offensive guys who are saying that. I think the fact that they've said that tells you that, like, they think that they got horrible luck with that injury and they never had a fair fight and a chance in that game. I think if a defensive player said that, I would go sour grapes and, and tell them to shut the F up. Like, you got it shoved down your throat by the Eagles repeatedly in that game. And even though it started with the Devontae Smith not a catch play that got ruled to catch. Like they went at you and they didn't even really like make plays downfield through the air to beat you. So like I get it how the 49ers would feel like they, you know, there's going to be a lot of like, what if with that game and dude, I've talked to guys this week. Like I talked to Deandre Hopkins and I talked to James Connor both from the Cardinals, and they sucked, but they played both teams. And both of those guys said that they thought that the Chiefs were way better than the Eagles. Now, that's just Dude, one the, perspective. The Chiefs, the Chiefs' schedule, if you look at it, compared to what the Eagles have played. Yeah. But we, we said it all year. The AFC was the better, well, the AFC was the better conference. We said it all year. I, no, I know, but but like it, it, it's it's pretty extreme, man. Like because the the Chiefs did get the Niners, and then the teams that they played in the playoffs, they also played in the regular season. 
So they played the Jaguars twice, the Bengals twice, the Niners once, the the Bills once, the Chargers twice. They've got 10 tough games on their schedule. Two against Burrow, two against Lawrence, one against uh, Allen, two against uh, Herbert. Like they, This is a team, for better or worse, that has been as tested as you possibly can be over the course of the season. And you just can't say the same about Philadelphia. I Well, I do think that I do think that the um, my ear piece is falling out. I do think though that the Chiefs are lucky to be here. I do feel part of that. Like they needed Osai to commit a penalty that kept that game from going to overtime, and they needed Jacksonville to complete one of the biggest comebacks in NFL history. Now I would still say the Chiefs beat the Chargers. But that's not like a that's not an eight and a half point spread if they have to play them. You know okay, that's yeah, I mean, sure, but I mean but the Eagles got Brock Purdy with no ability to throw forward and Josh They knocked him out though. They get credit for that. Oh they didn't... Well, I mean fair fine. Fair 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 enough. But I mean it's it still is they got they got to play a team who was playing their fifth quarterback of the season. Yeah, but would you look at the 49ers if they went into that game with Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo and given them a better chance to win? Um, I mean, I, I think having a healthy quarterback who would Yeah, but the quarterback the- was healthy before they made him injured. That's my so, point. Like that's not that's not injury luck for the Eagles. They they mugged a guy. You I understand know? what you're saying. Oh yeah, but okay. So, so do you buy the uh, the the concern? The, the I've said it all week, man. The Eagles. The, the argument to say that the Eagles are going to win this game is pretty easy. They have the better overall roster. They've got the better offensive line. They have the better defensive line. They should win the game in the trenches on both sides of the ball. I think it's a fairly easy argument to make for them. We talked about it on the last pod, but. So I've been th- I've been thinking about other ways for it, and to me, it's coach, quarterback, and they've been really tested. And I think the Eagles' defense we might be overstating what it is because they've beaten up on a bunch of junior varsity NFL or NFC teams this year. Yeah, they played the a- they played the AFC South, so their crossover games were easy. They played the Steelers. Like, they did not play any of those elite teams. If you go opponent by opponent, the best you're going to come up with is, like, Dak Prescott as far as quarterbacks that they played. Aaron Rodgers got knocked out of that Eagles game, and Jordan Love had to come in. So, like – And the Packers still scored 33 points. They did. I know. (laughs) And the Lions scored 35 on them. I know, man. Like – I just, I look at the Chiefs and I go position by position and player by player. And I'm like, if they had, even for as good as Andy Reid is, if you replace Patrick Mahomes with an average quarterback, they would have been, their season would have been done a month ago. Well, yeah, but they have Pat Mahomes. I, I, I know, dude. I know that. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah I agree. If Chad Henney was starting for the Chiefs, I wouldn't be picking him. I, I mean, you might disagree with this, but, like, the quarterback is going to – if the Chiefs win, the quarterback is going to elevate, like, the team's place in NFL history. Like, no one will look at them as a paper champion or, like, a fraudulent champion or, like, a bad team that got hot because they have Mahomes. But – I think if they win, they're on. They're like, they're they're not. They're definitely in the bottom third of teams that have won Super Bowls from a talent well, perspective. No, but here, but here, dude, hold on a second. They they went fourteen and three with that schedule that we just talked. I know, about. I know. <laughs> like they they would go seventeen and three. And it'd be their second Super Bowl in five years with five straight AFC Championship game appearances and a Super Bowl loss. Like, there's nothing paper tiger about it, man. It's it is a it is a testament to coach and quarterback. And and I mean, I and Kelsey's a Hall of Famer, and Chris Jones is one of the three best defensive linemen in football. And like, you know, they're a top heavy roster. They 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 they, they rostered on the active roster in the last playoff game nine draft picks. That's insane. Like from rookies, like not not like yeah. guys they've ever drafted. Nine guys from this last draft were active in a playoff game as rookies. So it, it's not a very deep roster, but the guys that they have are all world at their respective positions. And so I think, and they're battle tested, man. Like, let's see if Hurts falls behind and needs to throw him back in this game. Let's see how Sirianni does under the bright lights. Like, the Chiefs know what's coming. Maybe for worse, like, if, if listen, the, the Eagles defensive line might make this all sound ridiculous and yeah. get after Pat Mahomes for seven sacks, and it'll go back to, I think, the fairly basic analysis of Eagles D-line much better than Chiefs offensive line, et cetera. But the Chiefs will not be scared few things that have happened since we've been on the air here that Spencer has been giving us to reverse order. The public information on the uh, Gronk field goal kick. First Super Bowl, FanDuel's first Super Bowl commercial will be Gronk, Gronk attempting a 25-yard field goal live sometime in the third quarter. No details as to where, so you may have just uh, leaked the news that he's doing it at an Arizona high school field. And I'm going to say I'm an idiot, and I don't want FanDuel to get mad at me. So if I said something that was completely out of my ass – I'm going to say that right now just okay. to cover myself. Continue. Uh, Mahomes is the MVP. That's official. Nobody's surprised there. No. Uh, um, Hall of Fame class. I reported earlier today, no Devin Hester, uh, but it is a good Oh, class. congratulations on all your success. Thank you, sir. Well, I mean, someone had to name drop after you picked up or dropped all those names on the ground. Uh, Joe Thomas, Demarcus Ware, Darrell Revis, Zach Thomas, Rondé Barber, then Don Coriel, Chuck Howley, Joe Klecko, and Ken Riley uh, made it in. I joked today when I people were like, "Well, I wonder who's going to get in." I was like, "Well, I don't have a source on this, but I also I am able to exclusively report that Darrell Revis is making it in the Hall of Fame. He's the best cornerback I've ever seen. Better than Dion? That was the only other one that I could that I could even name, and I think that Revis's physicality." Like, so gives, gives him the edge. I'm a big Revis guy. I'm happy that he's in. Uh, I have a quick – tell me what you would have done with this information. 
Okay. So like three hours ago, um, at like the hotel where like all of the NFL people are staying, like I'm literally in a hotel bar and Kyle Brandt is there and Mike Garofolo and, um, James Palmer and all these people are like having a couple of like, I won't even say couple of drinks. They were like hanging out before they went over to do this honors event tonight, on uh, Thursday night when we taped this. And I'm talking to the PR girl for the Dolphins. And I said, why are you out here? And she goes, I'm here because I have to set up the Zoom call for one of our players who's going to go into the Hall of Fame tonight. So I hear that and I know it's Zach Thomas. Yeah, you're a very smart man. If you're me, do you just get on Twitter and say breaking Zach Thomas has been elected into the Hall of Fame? What do you do? I mean, I'm okay. Like, because I thought about doing that. I'm like, if I burn a bridge with the Dolphins PR girl, I don't give a shit. I'm not. What is she going to do? Tell me that I can't talk to Tua? (laughs) Right. Yeah. But I mean. What is it? You know, that gets you some retweets, gets you a little credibility in the news. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, but you, you know what? I would, you know what? Like, at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? Like, this is not worth it for me. Good for you. So Good you would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing, but I did. I, I, so I debated on sharing the Hester news because I was like, I wonder if he doesn't know yet. And no, he, he knows. Evolved. They've known for like three weeks. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Because you know what? They have to do the knock thing. And, oh, we're back to doing the knock. And, but hold on. So I asked about the knock. Yeah. And I'm like, is that big, giant human? Yeah. Uh, David Baker. It? David Baker, yeah. I'm, so she was at Zach Thomas's house. And I'm like, so you got to see the big, giant human do the knock. And she's like, he's out. David Baker is not maybe he's not with the hall of fame at all, but that role, she's like, it's a guy that's like five, six and looks like an accountant. Oh, who does the knock now? Which I, wouldn't takes even, the, I wouldn't even want to be in the hall of fame. If I don't get the knock, from I want that big guy who looks like a game. Like the, remember the whole door character from game of Thrones. <laughs> like I want totally. the guy. I want the guy who looks like the grown up version of that. <laughs> yeah. Ushering me into Canton. That was so cool. When he did yeah, that. that was. Remember, he surprised like Jimmy Johnson on like live TV, and he looked like he was a monster <laughs> when he did that. Yeah, it was hilarious. He made he made Howie Long look small. Uh, Spencer's telling us that uh, David Baker retired last year. Uh, all right, so I wanted it to be something more salacious than that. Honestly, I know that's kind of a bummer. Just got tired from carrying around. I wanted him to like be caught up in like a Michael Irvin scenario almost where David Baker is like women frolicking to him. No, not not really. But anyways. Yeah. Um, all right. So how many how many bets have you placed so far? What what bets do you want to sell each other on here? I I only have a couple. You only have a couple. I got a couple for it. So, I mean, I, I told you on over. I, I like the over. What about Gainwell over 16 and a half rushing yards? Boston Scott is a goal line thing. Yeah. Obviously, Sanders and Hertz are options one and two. 16 and a half. They should be able to run the ball. 
they're going to try to keep everybody fresh. So, so like, there are a few player props in this game that almost seem too good to be true. And Gainwell is one of those. Like, I bet it, it seems, early, so I can't even I can't even tell you what it is right now. But I I bet it, it as soon as I saw it. Yeah, it seems obvious that he's going to do that. You know, just like I'm thinking of the Giants game, for example. Like even last game, wasn't he in the seven? Was he in the sixties or seventies against 60s. the sixties? Yeah, yeah. Like that just seems so easy to me, but those ones always spook me and freak me out. Um, you know, the Travis Kelsey receiving prop does that to me. I know like it's moved up where I think it's to 79 and a half now. That's so far below his playoff career average that I'm like, what do they know that I don't know? Mahomes passing yards is another one of those. I think he's at 292 and a half. I think everybody in the world is going to want to bet the over on that. Like, even if you think the Eagles are going to win the game, you might be like, well, they got to throw to like keep themselves in it. Andy doesn't want to run the ball, right? Hit that over. So that's really my way of saying, like, I kind of like a lot of the Eagles props, like a lot of the passing props. Like, I feel like they've done so little in the passing game in the playoffs that a lot of people have set those numbers low based on what's happened the last two or three games. And I almost feel like they're due to go off in the passing game. Like, Hertz is 242.5, I think. AJ I see, Brown. I see, a, I see a 238 and a half on the 238 board. 238.5. I think AJ Brown's like 72 and a half. Um, I think Devontae Smith's like right around like 60 yards. I think Dallas Goddard's right around like 50 yards. Like, I think I'm going to bet all four of those. Overs. Yeah. Yep. Gainwell's up to 19 and a half, by the way. Uh, I right, so you're, you're a believer in Jalen Hurts passing. Well, I mean, to the, the extent where like, if he has 250 passing yards, are you going to be like, man, he really lit the eagle? I mean, lit the Chiefs up? No, no. It's such a low bar, but he it hasn't is. cleared that bar the last few weeks. That's why it's so low, right? And they, they, by design, man, they they are the best running team in the NFL, and there are some things that they're going to be able to do that the Chiefs just will not be able to stop, like because nobody can. Their offensive line's incredible. Like when, when they get the, those third and one, fourth and one type things, and Sirianni's the most aggressive fourth down coach in the NFL this year by a fairly sizable margin. Like that, that's just going to be a thing that that the Chiefs are going to have to deal with. You know, do do they hold them to field goals at any point? Because they're going to get their yards. They're go, they're going to move the ball. It's just in the red zone to me. Do they do they stop it? Um, what do you think about some of these sack numbers? The number is five and a half sacks for the game. The Eagles have four players who've gotten double digit sacks this season. Mahomes is reportedly better than he was last time in mobile, but we know they're going to pass a ton. Yeah. We don't know how much the Eagles are going to pass. 
but they still can have those fluky plays that are like kind of like runs, but they get tackled behind the line of scrimmage and you could get lucky and have one of them ruled a sack. Plus Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Chiefs actually a pretty good sack team in the NFL, even if they're not a good takeaway team. The juice suggests that this should be an under. You get plus 122 right now on over five and a half sacks. That interest you? It interested me. Yeah, so the Eagles only had one against the Niners, which is crazy when you think back on like, well, wait a minute here. Do I have that right? Maybe I don't. They had they had three. So they had three against San Francisco. In Kansas City had, let's see here. They had five. So, I mean, Eagles offensive line obviously much better yeah, than like, Bengals offensive line. I, I, I'm I'm tempted to go the under because these are the two highest sacking teams in the league. I think the gut instinct is to just go over that, but I also think that the quarterbacks are mobile enough, even with Mahomes being better, like you said, we're like, I think they're going to get out of there. Like, I kind of like Mahomes' over rushing yards prop, which I think is 19 and a half, because I think not on design runs, but I think he's going to get out of there and try to make plays with his feet enough in the game where as long as you're not getting screwed by, like, kneel downs at the end of the game, like, I think he'll have, like, 25 rushing yards in this game, maybe 30 rushing yeah, it's yards. Yeah, 19 so, and a half, you're on it. Yeah, like, I'm – there's some trepidation on my part, Danny, because I think, like, Hertz is going to get out of there at the first sign of trouble, and – I think Mahomes will do that more in the Super Bowl now that he knows that it's the final game of the year and what he's up against with that Eagles pass rush. Yeah, I haven't bet that one. I wanted to talk it through with you. I was, I was just, I wasn't shocked by the number because of what you, because of the Eagles offensive line, because of the mobility of the quarterbacks. But I was surprised that it was juiced to the under. That's what surprised me so much. Plus one twenty two on over at that number felt like a pretty good deal to me. So. Um, one of your good your your former co-host Carrington Harrison is trying to convince me of a bet. He thinks that instead of betting the Chiefs to win and getting like plus one oh five, if you like the Chiefs to win the game, you should just bet Mahomes to win the MVP. What yeah, do you think of that? A, that's a classic, you know, argument. And yeah, you know, Mahomes is plus one thirty, and I was just gonna go to my my question was gonna be, do you see e, e any player other than a quarterback winning MVP in this game. The reason I don't, and so I agree with Carrington, is because I think it's going to be high scoring. If I thought yeah. there was a – if I thought this game was 17-14, well, then if one receiver has 100-something yards or if there's a defensive touchdown or if, you know, Hassan Reddick has two and a half sacks and a forced fumble – well, then maybe that can be the thing. But like, even if, let's say, Hassan Reddick had two and a half sacks and a forced fumble, if the Eagles win 31-24 and Hurts accounts for three touchdowns, he's winning MVP. Um, I could see a non I, – I, I, could, I could certainly see a non-Jalen Hurts Eagle 
winning more than I could see a non-Mahomes Chief winning. I think I think Mahomes is a very very safe play if you like the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, Eagles who could win it? Not names Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders. Like they like Miles Sanders gets two or three touchdowns. He's twenty five to one. So I like C.J. Gardner Johnson. I think he's one hundred and fifty to one. Yeah, he is. And my take there was, it's almost like. And I like I freely admit that I don't think it's going to happen. But like my logic there was, if you think that Mahomes is the odds-on favorite to win, like what is the inverse of that? Somebody like if he has a bad game and somehow throws like two picks, would that be like? And, and it's looked back on as like those were plays that helped the other team win. Then could that guy? win the MVP like everybody thought it would be Mahomes he screwed up who's the beneficiary of that and so I'm like the dude led the league in interceptions this year we've seen safeties and defensive backs win the MVP award that's not out of the question it's happened not a lot but it's happened a few times Dexter Jackson Larry Larry Brown. Brown Jake Scott so I just thought about that. Like, if I put fifty bucks on that, and he picks off two balls. Like, I got a shot here for a huge payday. So I'll do yeah. that, even even though I think like it's unlikely. But I like the, I like the value on it a lot. Enjoy, enjoy your wager. <laughs> that- enjoy setting fifty dollars on fire. I'm sure you yeah. spent fifty dollars way worse, which I obviously have. Yeah, way worse. Um all right, well, so those were my those were the ones that I was looking at. Gainwell and the sack number and and the over. Um and and Miles Sanders if you wanted a Philly long shot. You gave me Gardner Johnson. Any anything else? Anything else we need well, to Well, I'm know getting here? Intel to take the under on the national anthem. Now I'm always like I'm always skeptical of that. But people that keep telling me that are people that, like, might have heard, like, warm-ups. But I'm always so – that's what – like, that's going to be a lose-lose for me. If he – if – I think it's Chris Stapleton. If I take this information and I don't bet it, and he does go under, then I'm going to be livid. If I bet it and he goes over, I'm going to be like, you idiot. Why did you, why did you bet on this? But I'm just, I'm just being the, uh, the messenger here. That's the, uh, that's the insight that I'm getting right now. That's that's good news. That's, that's uh, so, so, Who's going to be at the FanDuel party? What's your plan for the rest of the week? Make us jealous. So the Killers are performing on Friday night. I really yep. like them. And so I have a VIP pass, but I'm worried that it's like almost like, does that mean I'm going to be hanging out with McAfee? No, probably not. Does that mean that Gronk and I are going to be like 
belly to belly at a bar? Probably not. But I'm hoping that that's the case. Just because, like, I feel like that would impress my wife so much that, like, I could use. Like a selfie with you and Gronk for your wife? That would, like, justify this trip. So Amanda's really weird. Her celebrity crushes Gronk. And that's really demeaning for me because I don't have a lot in common with him. Yeah, man. That's but that's why that's why that's the crush. Steph likes guys with big arms and long hair. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah, like awesome. you're not a Hemsworth. You're Danny Parkins. Yeah. I, I I'm six one, one forty five. You have like a concave like build. Like yeah. you're not <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's not you. And um Yeah, so if I could do that, like if I could go up to Gronk like in a moment and get him to like record like a personal like cameo situation where he took my phone and like sent her a message back, like I would be set for Valentine's Day if that happens. Like I wouldn't have to get yeah, you gotta do you gotta do I mean you gotta do big things, man. The whole week trip to Arizona. Spencer so Spencer, be- yeah. Spencer show wants bet. us to do a show bet. Yep. Well, we both agree on over in the game, even though Let's- it's a bad it's a bad number for us now. But you, but we still both like it. So yeah. we just want to say over 50 and a half is the show. Yeah, bet. I love that. Okay. I'm down with that big time, man. All right. Over 50 and a half. Thank you to Spencer Ray. He's Andrew Filipponi, Danny Parkins. We will be, uh, we're doing this Sunday night. So we'll have it for you first thing Monday morning, recapping Chiefs and Eagles. Subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. Peace. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.